Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It's Sunday night, last Sunday of April. I can't believe this year's already four months gone, but last Sunday of April, April 25th, and TJ Pittenger, Richie Barnes, along with you guys tonight. Appreciate you guys for hanging out. Um, I see Harlan in the comments there. Thanks for hanging out, Harlan. Harlan and them were looking for a house. Well, I don't want to tell the whole story, but Harlan and them were looking for a house, and the housing market is not fun to look for a house in right now, so... One day he'll get his Wi-Fi fixed and he'll be able to hang out with us again. But Double Fries Nissan brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. We've got a fun episode tonight, a fun guest, and we're excited to get to it. Guthrie's in Tallahassee, 1818 West Tennessee, 2550 North Monroe. We appreciate them and their support. If you're in Tallahassee or anywhere with a Guthrie's, make sure you get your box, Double Fries, no slaw. Richie, we'll talk about our weekends and everything later, but let's jump right into it. We've got a fun guest tonight, and I'm going to bring him on. None other than Mr. Antonor Winston. Pop, how you doing tonight, man? How's it going? Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing, man? Man, we are good, great. Good. Yeah, we appreciate you for taking some time out of your evening to, to hang out with us and chat a little bit. Um, I know you got some good – I'm sure you got some good chicken places around you, some good people that make some chicken around you, but you're – I mean, Guthrie's from Alabama, and then I know you're in Tallahassee. You were in Tallahassee a lot for several years, like – you get it with double fry. You don't get the coleslaw, right? You let the coleslaw go when when you go in, or how do you get it? Man, come on, double fries with the sauce. I got to dip the fries in that chicken. Bro, hey, bring before, me. Before I get get to that, man, I would like to tell y'all, thank y'all, man, thank y'all for um, having me, man. TJ, you always been number one in, in my book, man. Bus, man, just thank you, man. Like I told you, that beer is number one. <laughs> thank y'all, appreciate what y'all do. Richie's got the best beard of like all of Florida State fans like that I've ever seen, man. <laughs> so I no, it's funny. Like I, I joke with my wife, I want to shave, but she's actually married a my, my wife's four years older than me. And she's like, you can't shave because then you look younger than me. So you, you got to keep it. So I, I'm I'm committed to the beard game for life. I think. Um, we are all about it, but again, we appreciate you for hanging out and coming on. Um, we'll start with this. We'll start just a couple of weeks ago. You were down. Uh, did you did you end up making it to Kenny's camp? I know you had talked about man. No, I didn't. I had to um, do a detour. I didn't get a chance to um, make it down there, but I heard those guys really put on a awesome camp, man. I was talking to one of my guys from Under Armour that was also having a countdown in um, Orlando. Also, man, and some of those guys was trying to get with yeah. you. I was doing, man, and I thought that's what phenomenal. No, anything they do, man, him, Los, all of those guys, man, uh, that, whole two thir- that whole 2013 class, whatever they do, they're going to do it big. Y'all know that. Yeah, no, it was really cool to see them get out and give back to so many kids. I know that that's something that's important to a lot of those guys, really all those guys that went out and helped. Um, so it was really, really awesome to see that. Um and good on Kenny, man. Good on Kenny for putting that together and getting all those guys together um, to get that done. So, well, we talked about um, that 2013 class. We're going to talk a, a little history, a little bit about what's going on tonight. Try not to keep you too long and and bug you too much, but we'll start from the uh, we'll start from the very beginning. Um, before even like I see you with your Florida State stuff on, 
Um, but before Florida State was around, before any of that um, recruiting hype or anything that, you know, national championships and all that stuff that, that we got to experience, when did you know that you had a special, like, I got like a two-year-old and a one-year-old. So they're not, they're not super athletic just yet, but like how, when did you know that you had like a special athlete? Man, um, I get that question a lot, TJ, man. It's really hard to answer because when when we define special, right? So people say you got a special kid, man. So when you get boy, I guess you just just walk on water. No, that's, (laughs) (laughs) I think, man, the, the certain, Especially is when they have to go through adversity young and still prosperous. So, so like this here, making good grades, right? That was a yeah. must in my house. He had to make good grades, right? So I feel like if you make good grades and be able to maintain them and then play your sports, and then that's that's special. So to answer your question, don't laugh. Probably I realized James was special after he won the Heisman. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Pretty good indicator right there. Yeah, yeah. Something that not very many people get to do. Um what uh what was what was the we we've asked we've had a lot of different recruits, well guys that played at Florida State, graduated, different things like that. We've had them on to ask about that recruiting experience. Uh we had Lamont Green on, whose son is now committed to Florida State, um, and he played for Florida State. But we don't often – he's really one of the only ones I can think of that we've really asked. So we don't get to ask a lot of parents. We don't get to kind of get that perspective. What is like – not just Florida State, but just like what is that whole recruiting process like Like from that parent's perspective? Because like you just got kids – you got like like coaches like fawning over your kid and like begging your kid to come to school. Like that's got to be kind of – I mean you're happy for them, right? Like they're getting an opportunity. But that's kind of got to be weird. Like what is that whole process like? All right, let me give you the advice, some advice to the parents. Then I'm going to get fun, TJ. Let's go have some fun. <laughs> okay. so the, serious side, the serious side of it, if, if I had to get any advice to any parent, um, I will always pick a school that if I wasn't playing no sports, I graduate from. If that makes any sense. If I wasn't playing no sports, I had to like that school or, or, or either the same. The coaches might leave. So I got to be able to like that school and plus my major got to be easy to, to come by out of there you know what i'm saying so sure. that's who I, I i passed that to end a parent now to have some fun at the situation man i'm tell y'all a little story for our class man everybody know damien worked hard at it jimbo is a beast recruiting that, that's all around but i'm gonna tell y'all a little secret me and mario Edwards was the leading guys on that recruiting class so yeah. i said yeah, man. I said, listen, I wanted James to go play with the best. Mario Edwards was number one kid in the country at the time, right? So I, I, we looked at them, and I'm like, James, listen, I know Bama wants you. I, I know Stafford. Okay, all these kids want you, man. But let's go start with the number one player in the country, see where he's going, and let's go. And then I think me and Mario, we took it off from another running. Aubrey, man, coming in. Uh, PJ, man. I mean, we just, we just, hey, we got down. I think the dads started doing more recruiting than the kids. 
You're talking about um, Damian and Jimbo and those guys, I mean, just being absolutely ruthless. But, like, nobody knows that. Nobody knew that, like, it was really just you and Mario that were, like, pulling some strings, getting some things going. But we're thankful you did, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And Antnor, when Jimbo first reached out, like, obviously, you know, he was considered a quarterback guru at LSU with Jamarcus Russell, uh, Matt Flynn he did some great things with, and – you know, his, his pitch was come sit behind EJ for a year and, uh, you know, learn from him and how much did that help him? Because, uh, Jameis, obviously redshirt freshman, I mean, wins a Heisman, no higher honor, but how helpful was it to come in to, you know, Jimbo's complicated playbook and sit behind a redshirt senior like EJ himself? Um, Great question, man. EJ is, man, always will be a brother to my son, man. He was right there for him um all the way through um but but jimbo really really and truly man that's that's jamo's second dad I, everybody know i love J- jimbo to the, to the fullest but we kind of james to come in but we already had a mindset that we was going to try to focus on the baseball aspect because that's what we that's where we was going we didn't we didn't go in the draft so we try to want to get um, developing the baseball, right? Um, and then want to learn from Jimbo and EJ and that class and those guys there. You ask me, that was an awesome class within itself. They supposed to win the national championship. So to learn from those. So that's your question. Our, our focus wasn't coming in and playing and Jimbo didn't give us that speech, man. Jimbo was like, man, come on, play baseball, uh, and then come and compete. That's what he was saying, man. So we didn't, we didn't kind of, we didn't, we didn't go through that. And, and how difficult was that decision to make? Because obviously, Jameis was a phenomenal baseball player going back to prep school as well. And uh, deciding, uh, do I want to take my chance in the MLB draft and see what can happen from there? Um, but obviously Florida state made it easy. You know, Mike Martin, a, a legend <laughs> on the baseball field. Uh, we've had his son on this podcast a few times and he just fawns over Jameis. He's like, man, he was the best. Uh, but did it make it that much easier knowing, okay, at least James can go to Florida state. We had a really good baseball program and he's going to be able to play football as opposed to just taking your shot at the draft. Man, no doubt. But let me tell you something. The Martins is the best. Jameis cannot compare to those guys. <laughs> those guys are, are the best. I'm talking about for his coaching, for his loving on you, for his get, getting on your butt when you need to be getting on, man. Those guys are our sec, second family. But um, it was pretty easy decision um, because we came around just when baseball money was looking looking kind of funny you you weren't getting all the money right then so i mean if you go in one around you just probably get anywhere from a million to two million dollars so it was kind of easy for us to go ahead and try to live the college life and not taking a chance to ride those buses and, and going through those small towns and you don't know where you're at so i think we i think we came out on top yeah yeah i, I think everything worked out pretty well for y'all um you know obviously james wins the national title his uh, freshman year uh, on his birthday, which is really cool. Uh, we go to the playoffs his sophomore year, and I'm a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and I remember Jason like after the Rose Bowl because they went he went out to scout um, both Jameis and Marcus, uh, two very talented quarterbacks. You couldn't go wrong either way. Um, but I remember he had a quote when he was coming back. That he's like, 
so who's the, who's your guy? And he's like, we know who it is. We know it's Jameis. Um, so what was that process like? We had the draft coming up. Did, after the Rose Bowl, did they make it known, hey, we're taking Jameis? Or what was that process like? Because I'm sure a lot of uh, you know a lot of listeners are Jacksonville Jaguar fans, so they they know they're getting Trevor Lawrence. But what's that process like leading up to it? Oh man, it, it's really fun. But actually, you, you don't really know because it'd be a lot of teams that do talk to you, and, and I mean, I guess that's the business of the NFL. They they try to get teams to slide down and slide up, so you really don't know until like two weeks before the draft if a team gonna get you. Now, if a team not gonna get you, man, then you just gotta wait on the draft. But you really don't know when you first come out. But um, the answer your question, the process was. For us, it was awesome and strange at the same time. I can answer like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's – I mean, it's all just brand new. Like, nobody tells you – like, I mean, but everything's new, right? Like, my kids will, like, run into the wall and be like, nobody told me they were going to do that. But, like, nobody really tells you, like, your kid's going to win the Heisman and, like, be number one overall in the NFL. Like, that's just – that's like everybody's kids run into the wall, you know, like when they're little, <laughs> you know, so you just – but you just roll with it, right? Like you just figure it out, you know. Um, I'm gonna back it up. I'm gonna back it up pre-draft because I know a lot of people, you know, enjoy like living like Florida State football. We've had some rough years the last couple of years, so they like living back the highlights, and so that's what I enjoy doing. Um, but you were there, I mean, I still watch the highlights from that Clemson game, and like the TV when Jameis runs for the touchdown in the Clemson game, like the TV pans up to you, and you're just like both arms raised. I mean, it was cold as heck. You got your hoodie on. Um, you're just like, man, to watch those games and know, man, like not just Jameis, but like this team is special. Because like there's been special players. Like you think about Manziel won the Heisman the year before. They lost like two, three games, you know. So, I mean, like one player a lot of times ain't enough. So that team, watching them, getting to go through those highs and lows, the adversity that they faced, um, especially in that championship game and just different things. I mean, that was a fun, fun time in Tallahassee. And I mean, you got, you got like a front row view to like kind of watch the whole thing. And a lot of us did, right? Like we were on national TV every single day, but um, I mean, it was like, what was that? Like, what were the, what were those two college? Well, I guess three college years total, but those two, those two where he was playing, what was that like? Man, it's phenomenal, man. I think it's almost what you said. It was more of our team and the guys that we had that was 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 great. They was coming in with a purpose. And not only that, man, I, I really think that everybody look at our team, but the parents from those kids was awesome too. Man, you might have single parents. Man, you might have people that probably got adopted or something and, and, and other uh, family members take on, but those Family members and parents, I can remember everybody, man. Um, they was awesome. So it was, I can, we could almost smell victory before the national championship already because, I mean, the, the parents was claiming it, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People was talking about um, the the year prior to it. Like, man, we was one game away, man. We could we could have been there. But I just think our parents was was so awesome along with the great kids, man. And that's what I enjoy most. When you see other kids for for other people, children, not only for themselves, at a level like that there, every parents was a one accord about getting their grades. Man, that was phenomenal. I, I love being around those group of guys. The uh and then like Richie mentioned, the draft. I live in Tampa. 
So I was ecstatic um, when Jameis came here. I went to went to more Bucks games in that five year span than I have ever been to. I was also like coincided with like me growing up and actually being able to go to Bucks games. So my parents never took us, but like um, they didn't want to miss church. But I'd like leave church like fifteen minutes to go and make it in time to get to the games. But anyway, so a lot of highs and lows in Tampa. Jameis ends up in. New Orleans recently did an interview, which I saw you share the other day with Bryant, which was fantastic, uh, where he, you know, like, I don't know, like, I know that it just, I think it speaks to his character and I'll brag on him and brag on you too, because like you just talked about, you talked about the parents on that 2013 team, that 2014 team, like it speaks to his character because I was as a, as a Buccaneers fan, like I live in Tampa my whole life, you know, like I was bitter that like James wasn't on the team when they won, but for him to like go on that interview and talk about how he was happy for his teammates and how he didn't feel like, of course he wants to win. Like he's everybody in the NFL was a competitor. They want to win, but I thought it spoke to his humility and his upbringing that he kind of had the presence of mind of that because I'm just a fan and I was upset about it. So, um, you know, for him to say like, Hey, I, I wish the best for those guys. Those are my teammates. Those are guys I went to battle with. I thought that was really special, like because not everybody would have said that. You know, some people would have reacted that much differently. Man, no doubt, uh, we we broke up a little bit, but I think I know where you where you going you going with it. How, how James um, took everything and strive and congratulate his teammates. Um, hey, that kid been like that, you know, all his life, and that's the way I try to raise all three of my kids. Man, sometimes things not going to go your way. But you don't yeah. have no ill feeling or have no hatred towards the circumstance that God gonna bring you through. That that'd be almost blasphemy. So you you still reward reward the friends that you had and the ones that kind of misuse you. So you hey, you shout out to them too. Um, he did get the opportunity to sit behind an absolute legend in Drew Brees, and he talked about that on that interview as well. Um. Now he's going to go into – now I don't – I'm not going to make you say anything crazy on this, but I'll just say I don't think it's much of a battle. with like I think like James is going to start. We, I'm calling the shot right now. But how valuable do you think that is going to – I mean, he talks about it, so you don't have to go super deep into it. But, like, getting to sit behind Breeze, like how excited is he and you guys and just everybody in the camp? Like, for now this is his opportunity to go, go shine, man. We're all excited for it, so – Yes, I'm very excited, man. Sean, I think Sean is awesome, awesome play caller. And what I mean by the play caller is it's not like Jimbo Fisher was a play caller. I mean taking a guy's strength and making it into your your system, not just trying to um, say you're gonna do this here and, and perfect it. So I think Sean's gonna gonna do well. And TJ, yes, I will say something crazy because Drew Brees is the goat. Tayson is an awesome player, right? I mean, you can design an offense and he will ball out, right? Right. But let me say this here. I don't think nobody on the Saints football team that would compete to a level like Jameis will. You're right. No, I know you're right. So I'm here for it. (laughs) Okay, now. All right. Now, I'm not just talking about compete and be selfish. I'm talking about compete. And then serve at the same time. So my money don't help if we talk about competing. You know what I'm saying? But those guys special. 
Was that that wasn't too crazy, was it, TJ? No, nah, no, nah, we ain't gonna get too, <laughs> we get too many people riled up. <laughs> so I, I thought it was, uh, you know, it's easy for you know guys like TJ and myself to sit back and, and commentate, but I, I really did think it was such a smart move by Jameis to go to New Orleans, knowing he was gonna sit behind Drew Brees for you know a year, maybe longer at the time. We didn't know for sure. But also in Sean Payton, who's most people think is one of the best offensive minds in the entire NFL. Um, how hard was that decision? Because I'm sure he could have got a starting job somewhere. You don't throw for you know five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns and, and not be coveted. But he made that decision. You know, I'm gonna go learn behind Drew Brees, kind of like he did with EJ, um, but with Sean Payton. And now it looks like it's really gonna pay off. But at the time, was that a difficult decision to for him to say, hey? I'm going to take a backseat for a year and grow as a player, as a professional and, uh, you know, go from there as it comes. I think the timing, right? I think it would have happened three years prior or two years prior. It would have been a hard decision. But for his Jameis growth and maturity, oh my God, it's phenomenal. So yeah. it never was hard for him because I, I I believe, right, by just talking to him, I believe that he kind of knew what he, he needed, right? Um, so all of us did. We, we need a rejuvenated mind. We need to get better, right? So I think he kind of knew that, and that opportunity just presented itself, and I just said he took it along with it. But to answer your question, about three years three prior to that, it probably would have been a hard decision. But, man... I, I didn't see no flaws in it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see him waver, not one bit. Yeah. So my uh, my wife is from New Orleans. She's a huge Saints fan, and I need to get her a Jameis jersey now because I, I do think he's going to be the guy. But how, how, just how close did Jameis and Drew Brees get? Because I know he gave that interview uh, recently where he was just – you know, in tears, literally talking about what a mentor he is, how he was a huge fan of Drew Brees growing up. Um, I, I don't know too many people who are not Drew Brees fans, even if you don't like the Saints. Um, but it, it was awesome to see, you know, that relationship that Jameis clearly developed with Drew Brees. But what does he mean to the Winston family? Well, man, um, I, I want to speak for Jameis, how he used to come home and talk about, Drew and his family, man, and how consistent he was, um, how detailed Drew was, um, how his every day was the same, right? Um, I, I just, and looking at my son's eyes, being able to learn instead of listening to his dad the fuss all the time and <laughs> just learn from someone, <laughs> someone else, man, I, 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 I thought that was just Great for him, great for him, man. Um, we uh, obviously doing a Florida State show, talk a lot of Florida State, and have asked you a lot about Jameis. But you got another young one coming up that was there yeah. a lot of the a lot of the time, a lot of the way with Jameis. Um, I remember the pictures after the game where he's like holding um, Jonah P. Man, like how uh, how 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 is he doing? Because we saw him a lot, right when it was. When when he was on camera with Javis, but then then we don't really see him, we don't really hear from him. How's he doing? What's he playing? How old is it? What, what, I don't even know how old he is now, but he's got to be getting. I mean, the game was seven years ago. So, how's how, how's he doing? 
Jonah P. Um, 13. Hold on, let me get a shout out to my daughter uh, because I'm about to have another grandchild with Ayana. She's, she's, <laughs> yeah. she's, she's, she got pregnant, but um, JP, uh, he's just not coming back from a um, broken leg and he's playing baseball now. And it's kind of frustrating for me because he's getting all his reps during the games because we didn't get a chance to work out offseason. But he's doing fine. I like the way he held it. Um, he getting a chance to play with one of the probably the best left-hand pitchers around, um, Will Adams. And I think uh, Coach Martin probably looking for him pretty soon. Um, Let's go. Yeah, so – so, yeah, Jonah P., he's coming along. I think he's getting better, man. I'm just waiting for June time to reach his peak. And TJ, TJ thanks for asking, man. Hey, we're still working. We're trying to get there. Absolutely, man. Now, we, uh, our producer, our guy that does a lot of stuff in the background, has a, has a really good relationship with Coach Martin. We've had Coach Martin on the pod two or three times. Um, I actually went up for a baseball game and went in Coach's office during the baseball. Like, we got to hook up with – I mean, I know you got to hook up with Coach Martin too, but we'll put some pressure on him from this end too. We'll make sure he's looking at him. So, um, I know you know him, though, better than me. So, um, No, no, no. Hey, we all need everybody. Hey, all we'll some, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, TJ. I was going to say, we'll put some pressure on him for you. Like, we'll give him – we'll, we'll make sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, we'll wrap up, man. I appreciate you for hanging out. Um. I, I don't know. I know you're busy. I know you got different stuff coming on. Are you, I, I don't know how often you've been able to make it back or not, but do you have any plans to get back for any games this year? I know last, last year was kind of a wash with everything, but any, any time to get back to Tallahassee up, upcoming season or soon or anything like that? Um, I think we're scheduled to come to Tallahassee probably at the, before he go back in the summertime because I think they're going to be OTAs virtual, so I think we're going to head to Tallahassee. I, I'll let you know what day, TJ. i text you up. Um, but hopefully, I will be going to some games once they open it up. I'll get back into my uh, regular trend and, and be cheering everybody on, man, uh, regardless who regardless who the quarterback is. I'm going to be cheering. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we're, we're excited for it to kind of start to get back to normal and be able to open that stadium up and Team get better and don't be rocking again because those were fun times, man. When when we were all doing it five, six, seven years ago, so I'm ready for it. And we'll get, of course, we'll get some Guthries while we're in there too. Go ahead, I'm sorry. That's, that's right. That's when we get down. Though. That's where we go going to Guthrie. Hey, can I ask you, ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Because I'm, I'm absolutely from afar. How long do you think our nose will be back on top? For so before you answer that, right? I watched the spring game in detail and for me I think we look a whole lot better than we have in the past my god we lining up good okay we can even line up <laughs> but, but, but listen to this I'm thinking about two to three years man we might be playing in a big bowl game what y'all think yeah I think something like that sounds right I think they'll take a I mean like like you just said they weren't even doing the little things right in the past, like you weren't even lining up right. So, like, you got to start somewhere, right? When you're when you're winning three, four, five games a year, you got to start somewhere. So, if we can look competent this year, maybe go six and six, seven and five, somewhere around there, and you get a little bit better the next year, you go eight, nine wins. You get a little bit better the next year, you're looking at 10, 11 wins. I think they can be back to a bowl game like that. And, like you said, I think that two or three years is the right window. Coach Norvell's got a really good recruiting class he's working on right now, another really good one setting up for the next year. And so if he can get a couple of classes in, get a bunch of guys 
that buy into the buy into the process. I think that's I think that's the timeline. Is you're you're not going to go out. You might. I mean, uh, last year they upset North Carolina. Nobody expected that. You might upset somebody here and there, but you're not going to be back back this year. But I think you're two or three years away. Hopefully two, not three, but somewhere in there for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's about right. You know, you you like TJ said, the recruiting class. You know, Travis Hunter is the best high school football player in the country, in my opinion, and he's locked in at Florida State with some of the guys he's bringing in. And then you got to th- take into account Florida State. I believe we're going to be the youngest Power Five team in the country again this year, as we were last year. So we have a lot of young talent. We got to develop it. But yeah, I, I don't think it's that far away because I remember 2009 was my senior year at Florida State. Um, I went to the swamp Tim Tebow senior day and we just got destroyed. I'm like, man, we're never beating these guys again. Like, are we, are we irrelevant the next year we beat Florida and then two years later win a national title. So, you know, college football is very silical. I think Florida state's heading in the right direction and I'm really excited to see where we go, uh, in the next few years. Man, thank y'all guys. Cause you know, I made both of y'all guys opinion. Thank you. No, no, we. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you hanging out. So, so no problem at all. Um, well, man, stay in touch. Thank you again so much for for hanging out. Um, keep in touch, man. We're excited to we're excited for this football season to come up. Both FSU and I mean Richie's still on the Bucks wagon, but I'm excited for the Saints season coming up. <laughs> I'm excited to see what what we could do. And um, man, we're, we're when we get up to Tallahassee, we'll have a good time, and we'll come say hello for sure. Hey, please do, man. I'll see y'all guys later. Like I said, thank you for having me on, man. And go those. Go those, buddy. Nose. Thank you, man. All right. See y'all. See you, buddy. Antonor Winston, um, obviously Jameis's dad, uh, hung out for like half an hour tonight. That was pretty cool, yeah. man. That was a that was a fun interview. He's a lot of fun. Like he's not, you know, I will say, like, eventually we'll get Jameis on to be a lot of fun. He'll be great. But like he'll be cleaned up, he'll be buttoned up because he's a pro quarterback. You know, you gotta be you gotta somewhat watch what you say. Not, not Ansor will cut up with you. Like he'll have a good time. He'll I mean nothing he didn't say anything crazy or anything, but nah. he he'll he'll like have a good time and he'll mess with you play they'll play around a little bit. So he was really good and kind of gave some good insight. I didn't know that he was a recruiter. Um he was like a you know off the record. Don't tell the NCAA, but kind of like an off the record recruiter um, for Jimbo in that 2012 class, uh, and I'm glad he was too because that ended up being pretty pretty special. But fun interview, man. That was a lot of that was a good time. Yeah, man. Hey, you, you said you know, yeah we got uh, James's dad. He, he wants to come on the pod. I'm like, that's awesome. Let's let's do it. And yeah. you know you never know what to expect because I like I'm obviously familiar with him, but never. I've spoke to him or anything before, but he's just a really cool laid back guy. And it was just like, you know, having a conversation at a bar is uh, sipping on a beer. Yeah, no, he great guy. We've been friends on uh, Facebook for years. We've interacted several times. We were going to get him on the big three roll up. And then, you know, a couple of things kind of like fell through and it didn't work out. Um, but it works out better to have him here on, on an FSU for sure. uh, pod anyway. So glad that we were able to, to get that. Um, Staying hot with these interviews. Um, got some potential massive interviews the next um, the next two episodes. Could have a pop-up inter- episode coming up soon. Um, got something exciting for next Sunday, I believe. So just stay tuned. We're, we're trying to stay hot for you guys and stay relevant. Um, but, uh, you know, thanks for, thanks for sharing our stuff and, and sticking with us because – we're gonna keep bringing the heat. So, Richie, what'd you do this weekend, man? We didn't talk before because we got him right on right away. 
Yeah, no, it was a really nice, relaxing weekend for me, man. I, I went and uh, played golf with some buddies yesterday, so that, that took up the majority of my day. Watched the, the UFC fight last night. Who saw a guy snap his leg in half on live television? That was kind of nasty. My wife was not happy with that because I told her, "Oh no, babe, it's it's you know it's a normal fight, not a big deal." Um, and then today we uh, finished up all the exterior work on the house, which just feels like it's going on forever. Um, but yeah, stayed pretty busy, but relaxing. How about you, man? Man, we uh, we stayed busy as well. Not so much relaxing. We got up super early on Saturday and took my daughter to um, swim school, swim lessons. She's got every Saturday morning. And then we um, took off for Universal and met some friends there. Just kind of hung out by the pool, went and bar hopped a little bit at Universal Studios uh, or at like City Walk. Uh, so we were right in your backyard. And yeah, then, thanks um, for the invite, man. We have, we have annual passes. I didn't even get a call. Oh, I just figured you wouldn't be able to make it. I mean, it sounds like we were golfing. So like, and then this, this morning, because we stayed at a resort, um, this morning we got up at like 7 a.m., um, got into um, Islands, was the one that was open at 7 this morning, got into Islands at like 7 a.m., did all the stuff, did all the fast passes, and then we were out of there by like 11.30. It was great. Well, did, you like on, uh, did you get on Haggard's motorbike? Uh, it was shut down like the whole It's time. always shut down. We still yeah. have not been on there. We have we had yeah. you know passes for the past two years and never been on the ride. I have a buddy that went or that the buddy that I went with has been before. Oh, he's actually been from the uh from the uh from the bourbon podcast is who we went with, but they he's been on it. Um, but we didn't get to ride that. Um uh, thank god we didn't get in line because it would have like we would have never gotten in line. <laughs> yeah. Uh because it never started back up. So we didn't get to ride that, but we did do like we did the Gringotts and we did the the Castle one, and then we did yeah. I mean, we did Hulk and uh, I mean the Simpsons and Men in Black. And, I mean we just did a bunch of stuff, but because he had the fast pass, like the Express Pass, um, we were done with everything by like eleven thirty. I mean we could have gone and done like a couple of like the smaller rides, but like at that point we we're just like, man, this is great. We're done, and we got home kind of earlier than I expected. So, uh, but a fun weekend, and now we're just now we're doing this. So. Fun to have um, and some more wisdom on. If you're just tuning in, go back and check that out. If you're listening on iTunes, obviously you just heard it and listened to it. Um, but we don't have a ton left. We've been on for about half an hour. We're going to wrap up some uh, some news and then we'll get out of here. Um, Richie, you put this in the notes, and so I'll, I'll say it, but then I'll kind of get your takes on it. FSU schedules Memphis and Charleston Southern for the 2024 season. Um that season, we also play UF and Notre Dame out of conference. So I want to get your take on – I mean, Charleston Southern is one of those blowover games. I mean, just absolutely brutal. But I like that uh, after the next three years of playing like UGA and LSU the next few years. So I'm, I'm welcoming the the easy win. I, really, the playoff committee doesn't, doesn't reward you for playing hard games and losing. It's just all about winning your conference. And until they change the playoff um, structure – it just needs to be about winning your conference. And so playing these extra games against, you know, whomever, it doesn't matter. If Florida State goes 11-1, and one, loses to Clemson, they're probably in that, like, four to seven range, right? Well, like four to five range. No, 11-1, and one, lost to Clemson. They're in a four to five range because that would be a win over UF. So, like, scheduling really, really hard doesn't matter anymore. Like, it's just not important. It's not the least yeah. yet. It doesn't Especially when uh, it sounds like uh, expansion's inevitable at this point. You know, this week we are that yeah. the the, uh, the college football playoff. That they're likely going to sixteen teams, not even eight. Uh, it sounds like they're going to sixteen, and that 
that conversation has been taking place behind the scenes for a while. So I'm a huge fan of the Charleston Southern game. Give me all the games like that. I, I want at least one of those a year. You want one guaranteed win. I don't care if it looks bad, if, if you know, like Savannah State, you know, the college game day went, went on a, you know, huge rant a couple of years ago about how teams are just hiring Savannah State for an easy W. Give me an easy W. We've not had a great September in a long time in Tallahassee. Um, and then Memphis, that's a team. Look, if Mike Norvell's doing a good job by the time we play them in 2024, one, he'll still be here. And two, the program will be in a place that Memphis will not be looked at as a very tough game. It'll be looked at, you know, as a respectable out of conference game. Uh, I think if we put Memphis this year, you might be an underdog. But again, if Mike Norvell's still here in 2024, that means he's done everything he's supposed to have done and uh, got this program in the right direction to where Memphis should not be a tough game either. Um, with UF and Notre Dame on the out-of-conference docket that year, that's I think that's a really solid out-of-conference schedule. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, we have Bama, LSU, Georgia all coming up. So give me a couple more Charleston Southerns on the schedule. I'm all about the easy wins um, out-of-conference. We play a tough enough schedule uh, with Clemson, Florida, Miami every single year, Notre Dame rotating in every once every three years. And then, you know, just your regular – uh, nobody else in the ACC is like consistently great, but um, you're always kind of running the gamut against some team like North Carolina or Raleigh's always a, a weird, tough place to play. So yeah, I don't, I don't really need not to say that the AC schedule is, is daunting by any means, but Clemson and Florida is, is tough enough for me, you know, you, you know, and Miami, you know, having, having that big rivalry game. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for the, for the easy wins for sure. Um, if you could pick an out-of-conference game, you you wrote this, so like I hope you have one in mind, but do if you could pick an out-of-conference game that you really like to see FSU play, who would it be? So I, I want to get your top three because I, okay. I have three in mind. Um, and so for me, it's a little different. You know, if you asked me 10 years ago, I've been lucky enough to go to a lot of the stadiums that would have been on my bucket list, whether it be a Clemson, Notre Dame, um, whatever it is. But for me, it's more about looking at, at the experience. You know, some of the most fun road games I've been to um, one of my buddies uh, we did his bachelor party in Boston when Florida State was playing at Boston College but we did it specifically so we'd spend like four days in the city of Boston and just see all the sites and everything so that's kind mm -hmm. of where I'm at so my first one here that I have would be the University of Washington I would love for Florida State to play there are you familiar with their sailgating I, I have seen it yeah 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 but so, for those that don't for those that haven't go ahead yeah so for those that don't the this stadiums right up on the a river and uh, or lake i'm not even sure but everyone tailgates on boats and they call it sailgating and one i've never been to the pacific northwest before so i'd love to get up there like three or four days before the game um and see all the sites and then just whatever it costs like rent a boat or pay someone to get on their boat and, and do some sailgating and you know washington you know they're a solid football program but they have a really loyal fan base and it just looks like an awesome venue to see uh what would be your first one? Oh no i didn't i wasn't thinking about three you just go with your three and then I'll, I'm, right. i've got like one right now i'm thinking so do, all right so my other one i think wisconsin um i love to Ooh, jump around crazy. i love to jump around i let you know big 10 football i'd love to experience it that'd be awesome um in my last one i guess you know and this would be more fun you know five years ago before I got married, but I would love to go to Old Miss and just tailgate in the Grove um, and just experience that side of the SEC West because I think that'd be really cool. 
Yeah, so I think my first one would be Tennessee. Um, love to go to a hundred thousand person stadium and experience that. Uh, that passion, their passion is really unrivaled, right? Because they, you know, it's easy to be like a passion Alabama fan because they're good. Like they win every year. It's good, easy to be a passionate Ohio State fan. It's easy to be a passionate, like, yeah, you know, a lot of these teams, right? You know, like the passion that these. I don't want to get canceled, but like these hillbillies have for their football team and they suck year after year after year. Like it is just incredible. So like I would want to experience, I think Tennessee would be a really fun one. Um, Plus I'd like to, they suck. So like I'd like to get (laughs) some payback from 98. Um, So Tennessee would definitely be one. Um, I mean, yeah, you were talking about just wanting to, no, no. Hunter just talked about going to Boise State. Like that, nobody. I don't want to go to Idaho for anything in my life. Um, I'd love to either do. I, I'd be okay with either one of these. A and M would be a fun one, or Texas. Like either yeah. of those w- would be a yeah. lot of fun. Probably would lean A and M for the midnight thing that they do the night before. And uh, I'd love to beat Jimbo and Karen Key Largo. So I'd love to go uh, two and zero against those two. And then my third one, you talked about just getting to go to places you want to go. We'd go to Hawaii. Like we would yeah, definitely yeah. play. I, I had that on my list as well. Yeah, like we, we, you know, I don't care about anything. Like I just want to go. Uh, I mean, I've been to Hawaii, but I'd want to go to Hawaii. So those would be my my three. None that'd of those a, games. Yeah, those, that, those that'd be, be a fun one. You you fly out on like a Wednesday and you know stay a night or two in L.A. and, and do all that stuff, and then go to Hawaii for a couple of days. You you probably need a week off from work, but yeah, man, that'd be a fun trip. Oh yeah, Hawaii's like for those that you know not sounds sounds so conceited. To me. Hawaii is like an absolute like to me. You can't do it less than ten, like nine, ten days because you have to take an entire like say ten hour flight. Like you got to take an entire day to get out there. Um, so yeah, like Hawaii is a must at least like ten days because you're losing two days on the back end or like on the front and back end. So yeah, that'd be fun. I like those. Maybe we'll ask we'll ask uh, social media who their who their three. Um, would be maybe I'll try and see if Brian doesn't hate me enough to make a, a graphic <laughs> with our with our three locations on it. Um, quick roundup of some FSU sports, and then Richie, if you have anything else, we'll we'll talk about that and we'll get out of here. Um, FSU's men's basketball pulled in a transfer from Kentucky. Um, help me out with the name here. I know that you're you're on this better than I am. Yeah, Cameron Fletcher. That's who you're thinking of. Yeah, sorry. I mean, you're yeah, the basketball former. Player. We didn't yeah, make you do former, a whole. We didn't make you do a whole minute about it, but like, yeah, I mean, former you know. top 100 player. Um, uh, really talented. I, I think you know he's pretty raw still, but you know his athletic ability and especially on the defense side of the ball really fits in with what Coach Hamilton wants to do. Um, a great addition to the to the program for next year. Um, you know, I, a couple of people were kind of on that early and, and said to kind of look out for that to happen. So that that's really good to see, you know, he's again, it, it's it, 2021. We have players leaving Kentucky because they're not satisfied to go play at Florida state and what they see as an upgrade from what their previous option. So that, that's just awesome. That, that's where this program is right now. Yeah, I'll take it for sure. NFL draft this week coming up um, in looking at some projections and some draft, uh, some mocks and everything's like that. Looks like Asante Samuel's probably a day two guy. You're looking at like round two, three for him. And then Tamori and Terry, Marvin Wilson, probably day three guys. Um, round four or later 
for those guys. It'd be great if somebody could sneak up, like if Asante could sneak up into the late run, um, maybe yeah. take him in Tampa. Um, if, uh, you know, if, if Terry or Wilson could get up to day two, but that's probably how that will shake out. Um, and then a quick around the horn with some FSU sports, FSU baseball won their series two to one against Georgia tech. I, I'm getting, I, they win the first two games every weekend and then they drop it on Sunday to make like, I just, I really want this week. They lost by one today against Georgia tech though. Georgia tech hit the absolute fire out of the ball all weekend, but we did get the first couple of games softball split. And then their last game went to like 11 innings today. Obviously women, the women's team only plays seven. And typically this one went to 11 tied zero zero. And then they had to call it because of their flight time. Um, so softball will be back in action next weekend. Um, beach volleyball won their fifth straight CCSA championship. They're not, there's not like an ACC they're in. That's their conference. So now they'll go to the, um, to like national, like the national tournament after this, uh, women's tennis ended up dropping a game to Miami in the ACC tournament, but they begin the regional tournament next week as well. And then men's golf, uh, plays for the ACC championship tomorrow. I saw they won four to one. And then I don't know who is where, um, right now, but it was looking like it was going to be Clemson, um, you know, we'll see if that's who ends up um, taking on FSU. I'll actually look right now. Yeah, and, and shout out uh, Johnny Pack. You know, we, we've talked about him with uh, Coach Trey Jones on the show before, but they, they were on the verge of being eliminated. He had a very uh, nerve-wracking pressure par put on 18 yesterday to for the team to advance, and he drained it. Um, you know, ice water in his veins, and, it, you know, that's how they advance. So Johnny Pack, we talked about him. You know, he was a low amateur at the U.S. Open, uh, the, the the next big star coming out of Florida State. Yeah, Florida State beat North Carolina 4-1 today. And then um, Clemson ended up winning. They ended up winning 3-1-1 uh, against NC State. Um, and so Florida State will take on Clemson tomorrow in the ACC Championship Men's Golf. So a bunch happening, a bunch of playoffs starting. Tennis starts playoffs next week. Beach volleyball starts playoffs next week. Golf obviously having theirs right now as we speak. And then baseball and softball have about a month left of the regular season, but then they get wrapped up. Um, I think I'm going to go up, assuming we host a regional, I think I'm going to try and go up for a, um, a regional, uh, the, the Florida State Baseball Regional. So hopefully hopefully we host one. So I can go I'll, up. So I'll, we'll I'll look for you on TV. You might, you might come. Maybe you'll come. Um, probably not, but it would be cool. So anyway, anything else, any other shout-outs, anything else we missed before we go? Um. No, not not much going on. Shout out uh, our contractor Nick. You know, he told me the job would take a week to replace everything on the outside. It took him three weeks, but hey, he got it done. And he doesn't listen to this podcast, so he doesn't hear how sarcastic I'm talking right now. But I'm glad he's finally out of our yard. I have no sarcastic shout out. So shout out my buddy Kyle who hooked us up with uh, Universal tickets because Richie never gave me any. So um, shout out Kyle for uh, for the hookup. Um, thanks guys for hanging out. If you are watching this, if you could share it, retweet it, uh, put it in a group, um, tag a friend or two in it. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, if you can thumbs up it or subscribe, obviously if you subscribe on um, iTunes, Spotify, wherever that would be appreciated as well. Follow us on social media, Double Fries Pod. Search Double Fries No Slaw and you'll find us. And uh, again, we appreciate uh, Anson or Winston for hanging out, giving us some insight yep. on the recruiting process, the draft process. Um, James's time in Tampa, Florida State, New Orleans, just kind of everywhere. We appreciate that for sure. And we will be back 
possibly with a pop-up this week. I'll let you know. And if not, we'll see you next Sunday. But stay tuned. Keep your eyes open. Subscribe so you know when we'll drop next. And until then, go Knowles. You're talking about running your mouth like you know me. You gon' fuck around and chill. Why the show me? Get caught and show me. Why one on one? You can't hold me. If your last name was Hayden, only way you could work me out is stitch my name on your pants. No resident of France, but you swear I'm from Paris. Hundred six carats. Total no, that's Paris. Tryna get purpose. My chain to your chain. I sprint a Motorola. No service out of your range. You're out of your brains. Thinking I'ma shout out your name. You gotta come up with better ways and actions to get your pain. All that pressure you applying, it's time to ease off. Before I Yeah.